And now, on with the show. Trailer Junkies, the uh, the movie review that you never asked for. It has been a long time, guys, since we've been on. So I'm Steve, and I'm oh sorry, crap. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm Jake, right? <laughs> and I'm Julie. Man, that was a I was rusty. Up, staring at my own feet. That was <laughs> uh, yeah. That's really weird. Uh, <laughs> I know, man, dude. When you ask us to podcast in the morning, this is what you. Yep. Do. We are podcasting uh, at ten thirty in the morning on a. On a snow day, I know for for Julie and, and myself, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a t- school teacher, but we close our offices down, and so uh, Jake, I don't know what the weather's like in in Waco. Is it? It's a rain. It's a rain day, so we're getting everything that you're getting, but uh, it's just rain. So it's been raining literally nonstop for the last three days. So uh, yeah, nice. so it's kind of it's like a Texas snow day, except we don't get out of anything. <laughs> Guys, I remember back in the day. So. Whenever I and I, maybe you guys remember this too, but I feel like it was really, it, it was almost impossible to get out of school um, for like bad weather, like snow and stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it had to snow like like a solid like two or three feet. It felt like <laughs> for, it to, for it to actually cancel school. But if it was ice, it was always like, nah, we're good. Oh, we're good. oh yeah, be fine. well, because so, snow you can drive yeah. on. Ice is a little different story. Well, I'm saying they would cancel. Four, if it was snow, but ice, it seemed like they wouldn't do it. Oh, see, I guess our, my my school did. <clears throat> I don't know. It was just You're always. Just it always seemed school. like. It just feels like today, and maybe it's because I'm just more aware of all the other school closings and different things, and being married to a teacher, um, that I'm just more aware of them closing down. And I don't remember us closing down as much as a kid. So maybe I'm having selective memory. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I just feel like that. Kids think, like, this is, this is, I feel like our generation. Do you remember when your parents used to say, I used to walk up, uh, I, I used to walk to school uphill in the snow? Or was that just my parents? Or anybody else's parents say that? I think that oh, was, yeah. like, uphill, uphill both, both ways. Show or something. It, it probably is from the Cosby show. Um, let's not go too dark <laughs> on the podcast to start out. But uh, it probably is. But, you know, I feel like that's kind of like our generation's sort of like, well, back in my day, it had to snow like 15 feet for us to even get out of school. You guys get out of school because they think it's going to snow. So Well, and now we know. also have that like it, severe weather days too. Like, right. oh, there might be a tornado. No school. Absolutely. Yeah. That, we got out. Uh, so Baylor got out. Um, a couple, well, yeah, it was in January, I think, uh, because they thought there it was like, it was one of those things where it's like, there could be snow we better cancel and it ended up like nothing happened so then we were all just sitting around sitting on our hands <laughs> with like a perfectly normal day nice. and that that you always feel like there's always just the tinge maybe it's just because i'm a grown-up now <laughs> but there's like the t- the tinge of guilt there when it's like i don't i don't really have a good excuse yeah. to be yeah, drinking a cocktail at two in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only time it's acceptable as an adult. Is in that moment. Yeah, 
<laughs> so, um, but yeah, so that was, that's always, that's always a little c- kind of weird. Like it throws off your whole thing when you, when you get a day off, but it ends up that you didn't need it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I would always be curious to know other people, you know, as far as their relationship to the weathermen in other parts of the country, because I know here in Oklahoma, uh, when, when it, like it granted, they said it was going to ice and it's, it has been pretty pretty bad i mean it, you still get out on the roads and stuff but you know school and that's just a messy logistics school all that stuff but mm-hmm. but i mean people man when it doesn't when it doesn't do what they're supposed to say people get so pissed off yes. like angry and it's like they're just doing it like like here like they're making a guess about what the weather's gonna do and then you're making a guess based on what they said the weather was gonna <laughs> do so you're both just guessing like that's that's yeah what you're doing i mean <clears throat> The me- meteorologists in Oklahoma, though, are they're like one, maybe a half step above like gypsy psychic and are step below like Russell Westbrook as far as like popularity, because people, oh, yeah. Could, yeah. people, people get know really the, heated about who their favorite meteorologist. Is. Yeah, like you, you have to find out. Are you team Damon Lane? Are you team Morgan? Like you, you have to ask these are big questions. I mean, are you <laughs> team Tornado Pain? I mean, it's uh seriously it, it is it's it's a very heated sort of uh, uh, uh debate it's crazy but uh now how how often are the, how often do the meteorologists actually disagree like in terms of well this guy says this but this lady says <clears throat> oh, that pretty often I yeah mean, does, does it happen a lot um yeah. i feel like when it's uh it seems like when it's like forecasting maybe snow uh, and stuff like this that they'll disagree. Um, but like yeah, it's, it's pretty often. Stuff. Yeah, the amounts and different things. Like there's one guy on News Nine, David Payne, who like he freaks out like anytime oh, yeah. there's like a th- <laughs> like he he's like everybody's gonna die. The tornado <laughs> is coming. You need to get underground. And it's and the other guys are like, hey, like there's a tornado coming. It really smart. If, you know, they're 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 trying to be a little bit more sensitive because yeah. they know there's probably children watching. Um, and and they probably were scarred for life. He, for example, he's like the apocalyptic yeah. meteorologist. For example, yesterday I was watching and they were showing this guy out on his four wheeler doing donuts on an empty road that was covered <laughs> in ice. And the the guy that was filming, he's like, "Yeah, this guy, he's so funny, ha ha ha." And then David Payne gets on there and he's like, "That is stupid. Do not go out there on a four wheeler." <laughs> yeah, man. You- you almost feel like the weathermen are like your mom and dad in a weird way. Like they're like lecturing yeah. you. It's very, very paternalistic. It is. Like who hurt you? Who hurt that's you? That's a great way to put it. The weathermen in Oklahoma are very paternalistic. I, I think that's a great line. They, do you th- yeah, yeah, that's good. Do you think, like if I was a weatherman in Oklahoma, before I got on, I would like just read like a couple of chapters of Ezekiel or something <laughs> and just be like, let's freaking do let's this. Let's go. It's raining hellfire and brimstone. It's like, wait, is that a real thing? So um, you're all you're all being punished by God. Wait, what? I mean, sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's just global warming. Wait, no, that's not right either. Be careful. Oh no, I'm there. in trouble now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, hey, if you're uh, if you're you're still with us after um, the weather discussion, which I feel like <laughs> if you're from Oklahoma, you, you would enjoy that and oh, probably yeah. be agreeing. Um, we would probably have more success as a weather podcast in Oklahoma. <laughs> we probably would, honestly. Like if we had a weather, which would be the most um, random, strange sort of podcast. It hey, was just it's a three good spinoff. Talking about <laughs> weather watching with Julie. Ga- 
<laughs> I think there's a gap in the market there. Like, yeah. I think so, we could probably do Weather junkies. Weather junkies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done with Eventually, the Eventually, it's just junkies. Yeah, we're just talking about crap. Jun- Don't even have Junkies. Anything. People start going, uh, why do you do that podcast again? I don't know. We just, we, we like talking about the weather. Uh, yeah. Well, so it's obviously been a while since, it's been a couple months. We haven't really recorded since, uh, since like like a week or two before Christmas and it's, uh, it's the end of February. So it's been a little bit. So guys, just to kind of catch up, like what's been going on, any, any good movies that you guys saw over, I guess our break, like we had a really long break. That was a great break. I yeah. feel really rested. Well, I saw The Greatest Showman, and it was really good. Did you like it? I did. Did you not? I I haven't seen it yet, oh. but I always, I'm I'm like a fair weather music. I like I don't buy into just any musical, but I like I like the idea of musicals. It was really good, and so, the soundtrack is good, and I've been listening to it on repeat, even though it's not historically yeah. accurate. It's still really good. I it, saw P.T. Barnum like a a butthole in real life. Well, it was just like, I, I shouldn't, the mistake I made was like Googling about his life after I saw the movie uh, and I was like, oh, none of that's true. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you like true stories, you're going to love the movie we're talking about today. Mm. Uh, just foreshadow. Just a plug. Just shameless plug there. Foreshadow. Um, For the movie whose title you've already read if you were clicked yeah, on it. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Um, I, re- you know, Julie, no, I actually, I saw it too and I, I actually enjoyed it. Um, I'm not a, I'm not like a big musical person, like as far mm-hmm. as movies go. Um, I did like La La Land. Um. Well, then you're a musical person. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that put me in that, that category. I just haven't watched a lot of them. I even haven't even seen, um, I'm going to butcher the name, but, uh, Les Miserables. Just call it Les Mis. Les Mis. Less... <clears throat> Less miserable. I've, I've, uh, <laughs> I, I have not seen Less Miserables, but after watching The Greatest Showman, because they both have Hugh Jackman, um, I thought, I kind of want to watch that movie. Like, yeah. I feel like I need to watch that. Um, Jake and I uh, saw that one together. We did. Uh, Ju- Julia was really impressed by the furniture castle. <laughs> Ooh. There's a furniture uh, there's castle a, in the movie? There's yes, a there's furniture a furniture castle. castle. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay. That's that particular scene was directed by Tim Burton. <laughs> Only that scene. Uh, uh, no, yeah. We um, need to do a Tim Burton episode, by the way. I think that would be an important, like such a weird yeah, enigma a in Hollywood as far as directing. But anyway, yeah. But I enjoyed so you, it. Both of you, ha- both of you have seen. Yeah. It. Yes. Yeah. All right. So All right. you should you I should watch it. it. You should take Catherine and you should uh, go watch it. I'm gonna get around to it. It's one that's on my list. Like I'm not, I'm not opposed to it because I'm, I'm a big Hugh Jackman fan. I like a lot of his stuff, like serious and musical. I think he does a great job. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go see it. I think it's, it seems like it's culturally relevant. Like people are going crazy over the yeah. soundtrack. If you, if you um, want to fit in at all, you need to go. Yeah. Watch it. If you want to have, but really I also have jokes. I, I've refused to listen to any Hamilton. <gasps> Just out of sheer spite, like I'm basically spiting the culture. What? Uh, wow. I know. I'm like, no, I don't think I don't we want can be friends anymore. Mm. I don't want anything to do with mm. it. Well, I don't want anything yeah. to do with you then. Wow. How? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Hey guys. I don't make those kind of blanket statements on you, Julie. Well, you might Man. after today. We'll see. 
Oh, another foreshadow. Really... <laughs> I feel like I'm I feel like I'm sitting in an English class right now where you're reading the story, you had to highlight what a foreshadow was. Like I feel like I've just oh, there's one. Ooh, that's a good one. Um yeah. You know it was weird for me because yeah, I've never seen Hugh Jackman in a like a non as weird as it sounds. Well, I, I, I guess the fountain. I know what you're gonna uh, say. But it was weird watching <laughs> him as not Wolverine. Like I, the mo, the majority of movies I've seen him, which he's been in a ton of X Men movies as Wolverine, but it, there was a, I, I, it took me about the first ten to fifteen minutes of the movie to kind of get used to, um, but then I was also reminded, like, man, he's a really incredible actor too, just because he can go from playing this savage superhero uh, mutant in X Men to playing this very um, just energetic. Uh, showman, basically. Um, so <laughs> it was impressive. Yeah, the greatest showman. One might say yeah. he was a great showman. Mm. One may say that he. One might. <laughs> go, go ahead. No. I know. I know. I took it from you. I took it from you. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Just let yeah. it go. Um, Julie, I saw. Uh, actually, uh, I saw Wonder. Yeah. Uh, I did see Wonder, and I was uh, I was impressed. Were you moved? You know, I, I, I actually, as crazy as it sounds, um, like I'm not a crier in movies, uh, but I did, I did cry in this one. Um, I think it started like the third, kind of like that third act, uh, yes. when the dog died. The dog. Oh my gosh. And he came dog. home with just the leash and the Ugh. collar and I was like, Ugh. okay, okay. Um, and then the older, the daughter giving her kind of speech, yes. uh, part of her play so I'm like, okay, all right. And then it, it didn't, and, and then there was the scene where um, the, the kids that were like, that had been bullying um, Augie, um, like they kind of came to his defense and like, then Augie just kind of breaks down and cries. And so it's, yes. and then I just lost it during the, the end, the awards uh, yeah. assembly thing. So it's like, I've, I've never felt like a movie like that since maybe Remember the Titans. Wow. Um, has just worked me over. Like, it felt like it was like, like, I felt like it was like a Vander Holyfield just like beating the emotional crap out of me for just pummeling me. It was, it was, uh, but it was really good. I, and yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. I was, uh, I, I didn't know if I would, but it was, it was good. So. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well, I guess I don't need to see that movie anymore. Gave away all the. <laughs> Spoilers. All the stuff. Sorry, Jake. It's been out for like two months. It's true. Uh, is that does that have Jacob Tremblay yes. in it? And Julia Roberts. Oh, I need to see that movie. Is he the boy from Room? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> were you were you laughing because I said I'm in love with Jacob? No, Tremblay. no. I just feel like there was I just a funny oh. moment before where where you had asked twice if he was the boy from Room. Yeah. Like it was just it, it was a preview. I was just trying to make a joke about it some other time that. Oh. <laughs> Jake, is are you that okay? A previous episode. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Oh, okay. Well, as soon as we're done recording these, I just wipe my memory of them. Uh, oh. I feel I feel it's best not to dwell on my shameful behavior, <laughs> uh, and this definitely qualifies. I've, ne- um, I've never even listened to an episode, so. <laughs> what? Are, what? Are, what? Wait, we're recording a <clears throat> podcast. I thought we were just getting together to talk on the phone. Ooh, you've been recording this the whole time. Uh, so hey, one more movie. Plot twist. Plot twist. None of us knew we were. We're really recorded. working on plot development. Yeah, we are. We're gonna write a screenplay. 
Um, <laughs> before we jump into the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, which may be one of the longer movie titles in movie history, um, Jake, I know both you and I did go see... <laughs> it's another foreshadow. Jake, I know you and I both saw uh, in the last week uh, the Black Panther. And mm-hmm. so to, to not bore Julie... I'm sure mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in an episode down the road, uh, especially as Infinity War is coming, that we will talk more about the Black Panther and all things Marvel. But uh, let's just give like our one big, one main takeaway, one thought from the movie to okay. spare Julie. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, well, what makes me think that Julie might like it is there is that kind of unexpected element where Jacob Tremblay <laughs> comes out and sings. Uh <laughs> And actually, Julia Roberts is there, um, yeah, making up, like mending the relationship with her old mother. Mm-hmm. Um, She's actually Wakandan. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, it does take place uh, it, during the revolution. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was that Kira Knightley? Oh my God! Uh, shut up, Jake. I don't think you saw Black Victor- Panther. I think full Victorian garb. Um, By the way, side note, real quick: Did you see the movie theater that was supposed to play about Black Panther? And right as the movie was getting ready to start, instead of it playing Black Panther, they played like the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey movie. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> Black so, Grey. I mean, it can get confusing. So there's like that is so. Funny. There's like videos of the audience like booing and yelling because I mean, in the, I think the movie went on for like ten minutes. Of, of just oh, this, so this you know, and so um, anyway, it, yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Could you imagine like going in and you're so psyched about Black Panther and then just like the first 10 minutes of just one of the worst, all time worst movies ever made. I have to imagine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Not even close. And you're just like, what is happening? Um, because how long so, would it take anyway. for you if you didn't know a lot about Fifty Shades? How long would it take for you to figure out that this is not Black Panther? You know, right? Because <laughs> like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that she was in this. Yeah, wow, huh. there's a lot of white people. <laughs> Pretty sure Black oh, Panther is about a country weird. in Africa. So, hmm. weird. This takes place in some dude's S and M basement. Yeah, that's that's. That's a weird start. He must be the villain. Oh, what are we what doing? What is happening? Um, <laughs> anyway, I didn't know. Killmonger. Wait uh, a minute. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead with your tape. Sorry, Jake. I, I... What were we talking about? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one big, t- one <clears throat> big takeaway. Um, so my one big takeaway was it was really good. Um, I'll, I'm gonna be really unpopular and say I think it's. It's a it's a little overhyped as a superhero movie. I think it's a really good movie. I think uh, I do think it's an important movie for the genre. Um, I really like the villain. Um, I just thought so. I guess the the big weakness for me is um, it, man. I feel like this is just a resound. Like I'm just I'm on a, a I'm a skipping record or whatever. Um, the, there are some really weak CGI moments in this movie, uh, which which taint it for me. But like that's that doesn't take anything away from the script, from the acting, from the character development. I think it's a really cool movie. The concept the the concept of Wakanda is like brilliant and just so cool. Yeah. Um, 
there's just they're just like it just gets a little sloppy in in some of the the technicality of the CGI which like if you're asking me to invest and just buy into this world that you've created that's supposed to be like a visual feast you know mm. um like i get a little t- i get a little irked when it just looks kind of sloppy um and i felt like it, it there were moments um like the the black panther in captain america i felt like was looked so much better than the black panther in the black panther which is weird yeah um, well because he changed his suit halfway so th- through i guess yeah, yeah 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 so so i guess that's my big takeaway i really liked it um I think it's good, uh, but yeah, just visually like left a little bit to be desired. Yeah. Um, well, I, I I really liked it. Um, I would probably like the, I, I've really been impressed by. I guess this is Marvel's Phase Three um, movies. I just watched Thor Ragnarok for the second time because uh, it came out this week, and I absolutely love that movie. Um, and you know the the Black Panther. Like what this did is, I felt like. It really, like, I didn't know a lot about T'Challa, Black Panther. I didn't know a lot about that character as far as, like, from just mm-hmm. a comic book standpoint. And so the more mm-hmm. that I kind of learned about him, because in Civil War I was like, okay, like, kind of figuring it out a little bit. But the more that he kind of gets into that story, and I agree with Wakanda and with um, just, like, how unique, like, their whole situation is that they're actually like the wealthiest economy on earth and the most powerful nation in the world, but posing as a third world country. Like, I just think that dynamic is really, really fascinating. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, so that part of it, I, I, I really liked the villain was great. Michael B. Jordan was phenomenal, probably easily one of the better Marvel villains. Um, yeah. And he's like, he's like the Michael Jordan of acting. Ooh, yeah, he is. Wow, that's good. That's good. Yeah, like he, he, he really is. Yeah, yeah, he really is the Michael Jordan of acting. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I was overall impressed with it. I agree. There were some moments where the CGI was like, wait, because it's like, and a part of it, I think, if it wouldn't have been like maybe a Marvel movie, I don't think I would have thought that. But just Marvel set such a high standard with their quality and CGI and those different things. Um, that you just kind of there. So there were some of those moments, but, um, I really like the story though. And, um, and, and we can, like I said, down the road, we can talk more about it, but I, I think the, 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 the Killmonger, like Michael B. Jordan's character, like his motivations and stuff were very, like, very interesting and, and just mm-hmm. where they came from were, were really fascinating to watch. And so, um, thought it was really good. So yeah, but but yeah. Uh, agree agree on the CGI. Um, I I uh, it was a little little strange. So yeah. well, um, well guys, we're like we're we're reviewing um, today the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Uh, this movie was made in two thousand seven. Uh, ben Affleck, um, case or Ben Affleck. Um, sorry. Uh, Brad Pitt, <laughs> I need more coffee. Brad Pitt and Casey Affleck uh, are are the main two stars, and there's several other people that I recognize um, from from this movie too. Like there was even the random guy from Parks and Rec. You guys ever watch that show that played yeah. uh, played Dick or whatever? Like that was super. Oh random. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Jody Trimble-Kinney was thought, in it. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, he actually. did. Like I was really surprised because like this is a really like big movie, and his he, his character was kind of a 
uh, I mean, almost like a, a secondary character, but was pretty close to being kind of a main character in the movie. But yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. Um, and then um, Jeremy Renner was in it, uh, which, you know, obviously he plays Hawkeye in the Mar- Marvel Universe. And so that was like, oh, you're in this movie. Sam Rockwell was in it. Um, there was mm-hmm. a lot of the just familiar. Zoe Deschanel was in it. She always pops yeah. up randomly in movies. And I'm like, I know who that is. Like, that's not is that her is oh like you can always tell it's her because she sings in every movie that she's in that, so. is, that is a great that is a great giveaway uh, yeah somehow they somehow they found it. they're like hey uh would you sing uh naked which you don't see anything she's covered by feathers <laughs> <laughs> which opening the movie up with that like that's the first thing we're talking about is Zoe Deschanel's like two minutes where she's a stripper who's singing is really funny and gives you emphasis, no context for the movie. Emphasis on uh, on not we but but you. I mean we're. I was just saying she randomly popped up in the, mm-hmm. in the movie. It's just like actors that Whatever. I recognize. You know, um, um, Mary Louise Parker is in it. She's the wife of Jesse uh-huh. James, and she's she's just she's kind of one of those actresses that pops up all over the place. Yeah, world. there were several um, of those, which was kind of kind of fascinating so jake i'm gonna i'm gonna let you just take it from here uh, this is your movie um, um and just maybe give a little bit of a, a premise of the movie I, I think obviously the title is very clearly gives what the movie's about but mm-hmm. yeah um so uh yeah so if you haven't seen the film it's it's a it's a historical drama based on a novel um and it it's been um it's been uh talked about as sort of the most historically accurate portrayal of these, these two, these two historical actors, um, Robert Ford, who's part of the, the later James gang and then Jesse James. Um, the movie opens with, um, Jesse in sort of the twilight of his, um, career as a, as a train robber, bank robber, uh, outlaw. Um, so he's kind of doing one last big job with his brother, um, Frank, and then they're going to go their separate ways. And uh, so it's kind of about Jesse navigating um, a little bit like what, what does life mean when you um, uh, have been robbing banks for the last 15 years since you were a kid, you know, um, and it's all fun and games and, and exciting. But now you're um, having to kind of look at yourself in the mirror and really, really evaluate uh what your life is and and who you are as a person. So it's some of there's a little bit of that in there. It's it's primarily about the relationship between um an older Jesse James, um older being like 34. So um older than he was whatever. Uh old, yeah, old for so back in about, that day, I feel like. I feel like that yeah, was old, he reached 34. Old Yeah. Old for an outlaw for sure. Yeah. Um out, outlaws don't live very long. No. Um so yeah, an older Jesse James um, kind of winding down um, his escapades, and then uh, this this kid Robert Ford, who sort of idolizes Jesse, um, struggling for a really long time to be accepted by Jesse. And Robert is just sort of a strange individual. Um, he he's he he's not um, he's not your your typical outlaw. He is very introverted and. Um, struggle socially and and these sorts of things. So it's about the the relationship between these two characters. And obviously like the title of the movie uh, is the spoiler, right? Uh, It gives it away. Yeah. Um, 
but um, it's sort of you sort of follow Robert um, as as this relationship with Jesse progresses, and he starts to become soured um, on Jesse and starts to see um, Jesse as maybe someone who uh, isn't everything he's cracked up to be, and um, Jesse sort of starts to peel apart the layers of Robert and to sort of expose him for what he is, which is uh, irrational, um, sort of um, <clears throat> cowardly, uh, doesn't have um, doesn't have the courage of an outlaw and these sorts of things. Um, so yeah, uh, before I tell you, I guess why I like it, I would like to hear if if there are anything like what did you guys like about the movie and where did you see the weaknesses? Um, Julie um, <laughs> obviously has some issue with the time. Um, uh. Uh, it's it, it's a it's a long movie. It's like two hours and thirty nine minutes, I think. Yeah. Um, well, so it, it does go a little long. Well, Julie, but, would you uh, like to yeah. go first? Um, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to be a hater, Jake. I feel like that's all I do is hate. It, it is all you. It do. just was so long. Like I think I might have been able to have been a little bit more emotionally invested if it wasn't for all the super long breaks in between the plot. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to have something happen. Oh, now let's take a 20-minute break to have odd conversations and scenery and stuff. Oh, but then there's more plot. Oh, but let's take another break for more scenery. And <clears throat> it just, I don't know. Like, when I go see a movie, I want to be entertained. And... There were just so many dead spots. I was just like, uh. yeah. Do you do you think part of it was an issue of? Did you go in thinking you were gonna see a traditional sort of western? Well, no, I mean, I'd seen this movie like when it first came out many moons ago, and mm-hmm. so I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. <laughs> but it just. I remember thinking it the first time I watched it and then watching it again, it just reiterated, like, it's just not what they make it out to be. And then whenever you go in to watch it, you're like, oh, this is just Brad Pitt walking around a lot in the woods. Which, I'm just going to (laughs) be honest with you, I would pay money to watch. You would pay money to watch Brad Pitt walk alone in the woods? Because Brad Pitt is is easily one of my favorite actors of all time okay but he doesn't um, do anything he just walks he, alone in the, the woods it's just, it's just he walks through the woods with so much freaking charisma that if oh you're like brad pitt should get an oscar for watching that paint dry should get a freaking oscar <laughs> no get that man an oscar yeah no that shows I, nothing it just shows you can walk around in the woods <laughs> really well though that's a great sign of an actor i feel like is when you can walk around the woods and do it really well you're like yeah brad pitt brad pitt can walk around the woods more entertainingly and and better than any of us okay but it doesn't make the movie any better especially julia roberts uh sorry she's a national treasure national treasure sorry julia i interrupted you you can go you go on sorry so there were some parts that i did enjoy like there were moments where i was like "Ooh, this is interesting like the end was pretty interesting whenever they're in Gosh, where were they even at? Creed. In his house, I guess. Oh, right. You mean when uh, 
when, when he's straightening uh, the horse picture and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. When they assassinated uh, Jesse James, I don't even know Robert because Ford. the movie's so long. Yeah. Um. Well, man, what was his brother's name? Uh, Bob and uh. I don't know. What? Anywho, that part Charlie. was interesting. Charlie. <clears throat> I liked the parts with um Mary Louise Parker. Is that her name? Yeah, that's her name. Mm-hmm. Um. The wife. And the wife. She she did a good job, and her parts weren't too boring. Um, <laughs> the train scene at the beginning was fun. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So the, the beginning and the end. The beginning and the end were really good. It's just all the middle parts they could have cut out. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> man. Steve. <clears throat> well, Steve. okay, so I will say that I, for whatever reason, I know I just said that, Brad Pitt's one of my favorite actors, but for some reason, I never actually saw this movie. Uh, this is the first time I actually watched this movie. It's a movie that I've obviously, like, I'm, I know about, and I've always thought, I need to watch that. Um, I, when I saw the runtime, you know, I was like, at first, when I when I clicked on it to, to rent it, I was like, oh my gosh, really, Jake? This is, <laughs> ugh, this is so freaking long. And, and, and I will agree with Julie a little bit on the time. Like, there are moments that sometimes in a movie you're like... Because I read that, that originally um, Brad Pitt, the director, and the producer, like, they gave a four-hour cut what? Um, yeah. of this to the studios. And they actually there showed it at more? the... Uh, at the uh, what is the, the Venice... Um, uh, film oh, festival. Venice film? Yeah. Is it Vin- Venice Film Festival? I believe that's what it's called. They showed it there, and it, it, the, the, the reactions were not positive. Yeah, <laughs> and, and four look, hours. I mean, yeah, four-hour movie, it's got to be the most... So it, they're, they're, you, you can tell that you're like, wow, like what other additional two hours did they have on this movie? But there were some moments I felt like, okay, we, we could probably cut this down just a little bit here and there. Um, yeah. overall, I really liked the movie though. Um, I, I was surprised by, because like, this is one of those movies that I feel like if you enjoy just watching actors act, like if you mm-hmm. just want to watch them just choose scenery, um, mm-hmm. that there were there, like, I, I feel like if I was teaching an acting school, like I would show people this movie of Brad Pitt and I would just mm-hmm. say like. And with even with Casey Affleck, like just watch these two actors sort of, kind of just embody these characters and just 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 sit and have a t- ten minute dialogue, and it's 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 like wow, this is really really good acting. So they're they're I, I kind of was really engaged with the movie, and um, I don't know, it, it I, I was kind of surprised. I'm not a western person like um even though mm-hmm. this is a western, uh, we're getting ready to view No Country for Old Men, which a lot of people consider a modern day western but um i i really did enjoy it overall um i thought all the actors in the movie were great especially the two lead guys were great um uh the cinematography in this movie is really really good um Mm -hmm. and and that's something that i I know i'll mention that with no country for old men uh when we record that later but the cinematography in these two films like it's just it's amazing and that train scene that julie mentioned is like that—that that was kind of one of those sequences, and like, I, I was like, "This is a really, really awesome just sequence as far as um, as is cinematography and imagery and just everything they use." So there was just a lot of cool 
cool, iconic sort of moments there that I felt like they, they really played up to the mystique of Jesse James, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's always been, he is obviously, he's, he's, a, he's a real historical figure, but uh, like like some people, especially back in the days before technology when legends sort of could be more embellished a little bit, um, but, but there, there was sort of this mystique to him and there was sort of this otherworldliness to him almost. Um, and I think they even kind of hinted that a little bit when they're talking about um, when when Charlie and, and Bob are talking about killing him. You know, uh, Bob's like he's just a man, right? Like I mean, they're 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 like he's not just this legend like Jesse James. He's he's a man, like he's a regular dude. But you do get the sense the filmmakers really wanted to sort of give this uh, this sort of legendary feel to, to the characters mm-hmm. so um mm-hmm. so overall i liked it i, I agree it probably dragged in some parts a little bit but um I, I i was overly entertained i did find myself towards the end of the movie kind of going okay when is this because it kept fading to black mm-hmm. and then it'd come back mm-hmm. and it faded to black and it come back and you're like okay okay this yeah, is and you're like oh it's over oh no it's not and then it pops up and like we're in creed mm-hmm. colorado and it's like why like just <laughs> land the plane land the plane it's it's been great they're only in they're only in creed for like five minutes man well uh, five minutes of two hours and 30 minutes though. yeah so overall though i liked so, it though. yeah i think i think um i think this is a very interesting movie and i think i think you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it because it doesn't it doesn't really fit anywhere like it's not a western in a traditional Mm -hmm. western sense um it's almost like um it 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 reminds me kind of in which is interesting because i think they came out the same year um it reminds me of like there will be blood or something like that where um it's it's essentially just a character study um you know uh it's it's an opportunity it's an opportunity to uh look in depth at the relationship between uh, two or a few people. Um, and so for me, I, I, I love that kind of stuff. So like, I really like no country for old men um, and not necessarily because of the action, but just because I like to see how these characters, when they're put face to face with one another, when they're put in the same room, how do these very, like very, very stark characters, um, yeah. Engage with one another. Same reason I like there will be blood. Um, um, you know, even even something like Gangs of New York, where there is more action. Um, those scenes where it's just Bill the Butcher talking um, to um, um, well, what's his name? Um, not Leo, but the uh, J- uh, John C. Riley. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't. His character. Yeah. Like those those types of scenes are what I really enjoy. So for me, this movie is a lot of those scenes, mm-hmm. um, which I like. And so um, I think I think the cinematography is absolutely gorgeous, um, and there's a reason for that. Um, the cinematographer, the director of photography for this movie is Roger Deakins, who um, is not a name that um, I knew, but I went and looked at his resume. And he did um, A Beautiful Mind in 2001. He was the director of photography um, for No Country for Old Men, um, for Revolutionary Road, for True Grit, for Skyfall. Um, So, like, all of these just beautiful movies. Um, 
Oh brother, where art thou? Um, so like you, you can kind of see that when you watch this movie, um, you can kind of see his hand knowing, knowing his body of work. Um, um, yeah, I mean, there are, there are just a lot of things that, um, I really appreciate about this movie. I like the narration even. Um, I mean like the first, the first time that the narrator talks about Jesse James, it's just kind of like beautiful language. Like literarily, it's just beautiful to me. Um, in fact, let me read you a little bit. Oh. Uh, so this is the, yeah, this, so this is the narrator at the very opening of the movie. Uh, he says, he says he was, he was growing into middle age and was living then in a bungalow on Woodland Avenue. He installed himself in a rocking chair and smoked a cigar down on the evenings as his wife wiped her pink hands on an apron and reported happily on their two children. His children knew his legs, the sting of his mustache against their cheeks. They didn't know how their father made his living or why he so often moved. They didn't even know their father's name. So it's like, it's, you, you, it's almost like it was just lifted out of the page of the novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it very well may have been. Um, but I think the narration is really, really solid. Um, the scene, there's a scene in the movie where Jesse, Jesse's becoming paranoid about the guys who have helped him with this last job, thinking that they're either doing their own jobs or that they're going to turn him in. And so he kind of goes on this, this visiting uh this trip visiting all these all these guys and he he comes and visits ed miller Mm. who is living in just a rundown like beat up shack Mm -hmm. and the the conversation between jesse and ed miller is so tense yeah and like you just feel like at any moment jesse james might pull out his pistol and just shoot him and if it was like a traditional western that's how it would go but but the they just stretch that tension out um, in ways that I feel like are, are kind of special, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that um, does. It, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's just a heightened, like, those types of, there's, there's a couple of those scenes, like the one, um, there's that scene with Ed Miller um, when, when you know, he's, I think Jesse James says, you're acting queer. Yeah. And, like, he, like he just, he's just pushing on Ed's buttons just to see when Ed is going to break, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then the scene, um, in Jesse's house later in the movie where he pulls the knife on, on Bob, um, and then just starts laughing. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's a very Brad Pitt scene, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's, it's just so good. Um, so yeah, I, I don't like it because I feel like it's a great Western or anything like that. Like I said, I don't think it really fits in, in, I mean, if anything, I guess it's a biopic maybe. Um, um, but I think that there, the runtime is a little long. I will, I will totally give that to you guys. But if, if you're into those types of extended sort of character pieces, um, I think it's a really good, like it, it kind of fit. I think it fits in with, like a, uh, a there will be blood or um, that t- that type of that mm-hmm. that type of film. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I yeah. Th- th- those scenes were, um, yeah. The, the scene where he pulls a knife on Bob, like that was, like that scene was just super tense. And yeah, I agree. The one with Ed, like I think that was maybe one of my favorite scenes, just with all the, 
the different, just the way it was shot, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just, they're sitting in this dark, like you said, just nasty, falling apart sort of shack, and, and you know, I, I, and I also love just how, again, like, Brad Pitt really played this, this, this outlaw compared to these other people, like, he was always just had this demeanor of being so cool, calm, and collected, but like mm-hmm. you could feel the tension not only from I think the tension from the other characters around him definitely uh, was transferred to the audience because you you felt their tension you felt their nervousness you felt their anxiety because you just didn't know when he was going to snap like he could mm-hmm. just you know it's like the scene that I knew it was coming but it still made me jump was when him and Ed are um, actually going into town. You know, and, um, mm-hmm. and and by the way, just I, how however an actor can deliver a line of, hey, let's go into town and I'll buy you some dinner and then I'll be on my way, but can deliver it with so much menace and, and just overall fear where you're like, no, like I wouldn't go with that guy, like he's going to kill you. But um, it's just really incredible. But the moment that he kind of falls back, you know that he's going to shoot him, <laughs> but it's still just so startling and out of nowhere. Um that uh yeah and and you know the other thing i point out too and, and i don't know julie you may appreciate this uh mm-hmm. but but i i read that you know from an historical perspective like this is one of the the few if only westerns that actually instead of them wearing the stetson hats like the the, the, yeah. the classic mm-hmm. cowboy hat they're actually wearing like the what is it like the pipe so sort of hat kind of like a kind of like a bowler yeah right. yeah because uh, cowboy hats <clears throat> stay on whenever you're riding around the range Right, yeah. So I feel like they did a good job of making this. Because I think that's the reason yeah. it didn't feel like your typical Western. Because they made it more like, it was a period piece in a way. And it was trying to be very, very um, accurate to sort of um, where this took place in the Missouri area. Um, and, and all of that. So Well, um, and a lot of times mm-hmm. those outlaws, they weren't trying to like be cowboys. They were trying to get rich. And so they wanted to put off what the wealthier people in the East mm-hmm. were wearing and that sort of thing. Hmm. Yeah. And, and that's a, I think that's it. That, uh, that's an interesting aspect of Jesse that they, they kind of bring out Yeah. And he's trying to project this sort of sophisticated, you know, so he has his timepiece on, on the chain. He, when he's in town, he walks with the cane, um, He's he's always wearing black, and he mm-hmm. usually has some sort of fur lapel, yeah. um, whereas all of the other guys in his gang are just disheveled and kind of gross. Um, so I feel like there's this, there they do a really good job of portraying Jesse as this guy who is trying to have a, f- he's trying to have a foot in the legend. You know, he's trying to live out the legend that he has become, but he's also just he's he he's emotionally um, just just not there and so like you get that in a scene where um um he's he's beating charlie and bob's cousin who's a a kid to try and figure out where this guy is um and he you know he just beats him mercilessly and you're like yeah this dude is hard um but then he just he just starts weeping yeah and so it's like it's like just the i think i think they do a good job of portraying jesse as this guy who's feeling the strain of trying to live up to his own legend. Right. Um, you know, and so like he is a legend in this, in the fact that he never takes his guns off when he's at the table. He's always smoking a cigar. You know, he's, he's always wearing black. 
but then he doesn't have any real friends. Um, he is a very, you can tell he's just super lonely and very paranoid. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think if I had to like describe this movie, I would say it, it, it like is a very lone, it makes you feel very lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I just like how it, um, it, it, it conjures up a lot of emotions. Well, I especially um, in the, in the, I felt like that was portrayed too. in just the, the landscape that they incorporated mm-hmm. so many of the houses that you went to, um, so many of the houses that you went to, like were out in the middle of nowhere. So many of these trips were just like in the, you know, it, so it did, there was this sort of, it, it, and even the towns they were in didn't feel all that bustling like you see in some maybe more classic Western movies. So I felt like mm-hmm. even the imagery that the filmmakers were trying to conjure up overall in the film, yeah, it was a sense of isolation and loneliness um, that you do when you, like you say, when you get paranoid, when you don't trust anybody um, mm-hmm. and you feel like everybody's kind of out to get you, which which rightfully so. I mean, you haven't exactly lived a life that... Uh, would would gain you a lot of trust, I yeah. guess. Um, so, and that's probably what made him such a people. smart, right? Yeah, and that's probably what made him is is honestly is as bad as that was for him. That's probably what helped him live as long as an outlaw was his paranoia. So he probably for a while that was such a great tool to him. Towards the end of his life, it became his downfall in a lot of ways. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the the relationship between Robert and Jesse is is um, obviously the centerpiece of this um, and and sort of dealing with dealing with um, meeting your own meeting this legend mm-hmm. this guy that like is the person you want to be and then them maybe not living up to it um, so for you guys did you did you ever have a Jesse James like growing up that you're like man <laughs> like that that is the like that person just must be Superman or you know um, like I'm trying to think I'm sure I did like yeah, I think I'm sure for there me, was someone when I, when I was really young and this is really embarrassing <laughs> uh, when I was really young it was Stephen Curtis Chapman <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like no. like when I was you know when I was like six or seven I was like <laughs> Stephen Curtis Chapman. He's got it all. He get, he has the guitar. He has the cowboy boots. He has the mullet. He sings about Jesus. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't think I would assassinate uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman if I was given the chance. I but. hope not. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I've, I'm sure I can think of somebody. Uh, yeah. I feel like there was probably always, like, an, an actor i mean as weird as it sounds like i think a lot especially as a teenager like brad pitt like really like he was that guy like he was just in every movie he's in he's just so cool right just swagger he just he's just like embodies cool and i always am like that guy gosh yeah so, so then can i awesome. ask your your opinion on something about brad pitt that makes oh, no. me really not like him oh no i can i can feel it here it comes what, what about jennifer aniston what about her what about her? He's a what? cheater. He's fine. She's fine. Here's the He's deal. A here's cheater. all. Here's all that I will say. Okay. And granted, they're divorced now, but but he did remarry, and then they were married for a while. I mean, like almost. Mm. I mean, over ten years. I, I'm pretty sure. 
And I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, Brad Pitt and I aren't friends, but uh, I don't know what all happened. I don't know. It's like, to me, uh, look, I love Friends. Jennifer Aniston was great on Friends. But there's just something about her, and I don't no. know what it is. No. But she just seems like she could be a little crazy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like a well, little crazy. I I don't know if I would go there, but I'll just say I said a little crazy. If you're gonna if you if you're gonna not like uh, people in Hollywood based on whether or not they've cheated, <laughs> that's uh, true. That's true. You're probably you're probably just gonna have to stick to the movies that are released by whoever did Facing the uh, uh, Pure Pure <laughs> Flicks. I think is what you'll be and, looking for. And and even then, you're probably not safe. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. I just those, those like, will at least stay secret for a long time. So I you're, love you'll be okay. Friends, and then all that happened, and I was like, Ben, uh, Brad Pitt, you're such an idiot. Uh, hey, Brad they're both Pitt. on. They're both single right now. Who's to say we don't get a uh, a Benifer? Benifer. Um, <laughs> uh, don't you mean Bradifer? Uh, Brad. What, what, what was their name? What they they uh, had? A, uh, was Brad. It was Brad Jolino when it was Brad and Angelina. Angelina, yeah. I don't think they had a name. Did they not I think have it a was name? Mis- I think it. Mr. I think it was like Benifer or whatever. That, like Benifer, when it was Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. That started that sort of combo name. Yeah. I feel like in Hollywood. Yeah. So another cheater. But hey, they're both. I don't know. Maybe there's a maybe there's a union. I here's the. I would say that more though, as far as his characters on screen. I don't necessarily mean that as far as like <laughs> him in real life because that's who an actor is. Like that's all you see of him is that's true. Who they're portraying on screen. So um, I don't know. I mean, I it, it's it's like I think they probably both have some 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 issues. Um, I would say that I don't think Brad Pitt's is like the completely innocent party um, because as crazy as it sounds, I think the one that's probably the most level-headed out of all of this is maybe Angelina Jolie. She seems to be the one that's like what like they she was in a very stable marriage for ten years. I mean, and then like I don't know. I feel like her. I, I agree that early on, like she was when she was especially when she's married to like Billy Bob Thornton, like she was very trashy and kind of whatever. But I feel like. She like does all sort of like women's rights stuff. She's like a UN. Well, yeah, I mean person. like that kind of stuff. But I, I feel like she, she's level headed. I feel like though she has become more level headed in the last. Like she, there's. I, I feel like her probably. It seems like there's been a little more growth as a, as a person for her. And I feel like Brad and Jennifer probably. Maybe we could get them bit. on the show and see what they think. Yeah, maybe we can. <laughs> I'll, I'll send them an email. I'll send them an email next week. Angelina Jolie gives us the exclusive scoop. <laughs> Um, um wow so uh, we, we got we got there but yeah meeting your heroes yeah yeah i mean michael jordan is an obvious one he's like the low-hanging fruit mm-hmm. where it's just like that dude that dude can do no wrong he's a total jerk and i'm still like <laughs> i mean yeah he's awesome 100%. like i would never i would never want to spend the weekend with him but no i mean he's pretty cool <laughs> yeah yeah um he, Wow, he's someone who he's someone who might pull a knife on you and laugh about it. I can see that happening. Be like, I'm Michael Jordan. I do whatever I want. It's like Michael, you're not an outlaw. You won six championships. Everybody loves you. You're in you're, Space Jam. You're in Space Jam. Uh, he played for the Wizards. Um, wait, what? I don't think he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. No, I I, cho- I, cho- I know I know he did, but I choose to ignore that part oh. of his career. 
Oh, uh, just <laughs> as yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I'm aware. I remember. I remember as a kid being like. I remember as like a. I guess I'd been like a preteen, but I remember being really excited about you know Jordan playing for the Wizards, and then all of a sudden halfway through the season, I realized, man, this really sucks. Uh, he, yeah. What didn't he play? Didn't he play till he, he was like forty? He played until he's forty. He played for the White Sox. The White. He played for Sox Chicago White Sox. Sox. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. What a weird, weird thing. Well, uh, wow. Well, that 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 got off it got off uh, pretty quickly. But yeah, um, as far as back to your hero talk, I think there is a really definitely that feeling of like, hey, this guy's this is a guy that that uh, Bob. Bob Ford has idolized his entire life, and he meets him and realizes, oh, meeting your heroes isn't isn't what it's all cracked up to be. And sometimes they turn out to not be the people that you idolize. And I think they're even, you know, Julie, you bring up the whole Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie thing. I think there is sort of that even when you see Hollywood actors and you're like, they're so great in this movie. But then, like, you find out that, like, outside of the movies, they're really awful people. Yeah, their life I mean, is even trash. Though, right, yeah. Or even the people that have, like, like I love Kevin Spacey. And then now he's, oh, like, like terrible, right? So it's, like, there is a little bit of, of that maybe with some actors or athletes where you just really are, like, man, they're so great. And then you find out that they're just not. Like, they're not yeah. um, all that cracked up to be. And so, and um, it, yeah. It happens a lot. Yes. And I feel like that's – it's not – I don't think it's so much – um, for for to to connect it to the movie, I don't think it's so much that um, Bob finds out that Jesse is just this terrible person. I think it's that he just finds out that he's a human being, and he, you know, yeah. like he he's irrational and he's emotional, and he can be two faced, and he can be insensitive, and all these things, and like really hard to I knock someone a, off a pedestal. Yeah, like on a smaller scale, we experience that all the time. Like even. Even when Chris Pratt got divorced from Anna Ferris, it was uh. like, oh, okay. Like, I thought, man, I thought you guys, we would be safe. Yeah. You know? right. But Dude, right. if anything ever happens to uh, Kristen Bell and what's-his-head, I might lose oh, it. Oh, Sam. yeah, Dax, Dax Shepard. Shepard. They're, yeah. like, the perfect couple in my brain. <laughs> Until yeah. they're not. Until, Until they're, they're not. Wow. Well, yeah. well. Or, hmm. I'm just trying to think of, like, all the couple. All the celebrity couples that have let me down over the years. <laughs> well, I mean, all all the celebrities have let people down the last two years. I feel like it's oh uh, my gosh, yeah. it's been oh, pretty yeah. nuts. Um, well, guys, all right, let me try to let me try to pick Julie's uh, childhood hero. Okay, go for let it. See if I can let me see if I can figure out who it would have been. So, b- born in eighty nine, eighty eight, eighty eight. Okay, and. Hmm. What kind of music did you like as a kid? Uh, I listened to a lot of Jesus music. Okay. Okay. Um, alternative or mainstream? Uh, pretty mainstream. Ooh. I'm pretty sure I had like every Wow CD. Okay. okay. So your idol was either one of the women from Avalon or Point of Grace. No. Ooh. Or Rebecca St. James. No. It's not a musician, or... so you're you're already barking up the wrong oh, okay, tree. Okay. 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 Uh, TV or movie? Movie. Okay. Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Ew, no. Okay, I'll give you a hint. Uh, this movie came out when I was in like sixth grade. Okay. Because I remember that? I got my very. It was the very first DVD I owned. Was she, was she a teen uh, yes. heartthrob or was she okay? Teen. 
Um, teen. Jessica Biel. No. Uh, Hillary Duff. Movie. Who is- Anne Hathaway. Oh. There you go, Steve. Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway. I saw Princess Diaries, and I thought my world was changed. <laughs> Weirdly mm. enough, that when you said that, I could, that's the first movie that popped in my head. Yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah. That makes, yeah. Princess Diaries, so man. You, I watched that movie way too many times. Have you been disappointed by her fall? I mean, like, I don't feel like let, she's fallen. No. No, I guess not. No, she did. Yeah. She did lay Miz. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, like and she's done she some was... other movies. Colossal was weird, but other than that, I kind of wanted to see that. It was weird, Jake. I know it looked kind of. Interesting. They they sell it as a uh, comedy. It is not a comedy. Really? Oh, it's supposed to be uh, a comedy. Interesting. Hmm, it, that's weird. It's not a comedy well, at all. Well, guys, we're we're almost close to the uh, assassination of Jesse James uh, runtime on the podcast, so. <laughs> Um, I guess we can go ahead and wrap this one up, but overall, um, well, uh, I don't know what system to use. I feel like I always try to make it in a system with these, with these movies, but I don't know. I just, on a, on, Oh yeah. Um, um hmm. let's, let's do this one. Uh, would you, would, if it was on a, if it, uh, no, that's a dumb one. Okay, would you show it to your uh would you show it to your history class if you didn't have a, a lesson plan and you needed to kill time? No. Wow. Ooh, I would. See, Never. I, totally would. I think I would. We're also neither of language. us are history teachers, but I'd get so many parent I watched, phone calls. I watched Schindler's list in high school. Okay? Yeah, and you probably had to sign a permission slip. I don't remember. Do they still do that nowadays where you have to sign a permission slip? If it's not if it's above PG thirteen. Hmm. Uh, I remember it had to be PG thirteen whenever I was a kid because because we had you know still had prayer in schools and all that stuff. So <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I feel like making subversive political jokes is my forte sometimes. So I'm not gonna do that because uh, we may have some people that are like, "Amen, I agree with you." Um, Amen. Well, yeah. Overall, I thought it was. I would. I would. I would probably show it, but um, like I said, overall, I thought it was very good. Um, Jake, this is, of course, a movie that you really, really love. So um, so if you haven't seen it, I you do. should definitely, obviously, you know a lot about it. And we haven't spoiled anything for you because yeah. it's in the Just title. pick a time whenever you have a really long time to kill. Yeah, yeah, because it, uh, it, it was a long, long Like, movie, this would be a so. good movie in the summer whenever there's nothing on TV. Whoa, okay. Or on a snow day. So. On a snow day, there you go. Or um, on a long flight. A long you could flight, it. That's and you're a good sitting next too. to people you don't want to talk to. Sorry, yeah. I'm watching this great movie. Well, hey, uh, well, guys, that's all the time we have for this episode. Um, if you like this, please subscribe to the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at TJ Junkie or T Junkies uh, Pod. And that's um, Jake and. Julie, I will catch you guys later. Bye. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. 
please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.